1999, ABC passed on a script written by Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon. Fox stepped in and ordered what was at the time one of the most expensive television pilots ever created. The show was directed by Ben Stiller and starred Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Ron Silver. Yet, in spite of the incredible pedigree, Fox ended up declining the series. Dan Harmon went on to create Community and Rick and Morty. Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson went on to become huge film stars with the estimated combined box office of nearly $9 billion, with a B. And while the pilot has become a cult classic, we can only wonder what would have happened if Fox had ordered Heat Vision and Jack for a full series. Welcome to Who's Piloting This Podcast, where we explore the premier episodes of television history, including the ones that somehow never made it to air. Can I talk? <laughs> I didn't know if I could. No, I... Sure. Hey, hi. I messed it up. What'd you mess up? I don't know your intro. <laughs> I didn't know what we were doing. I wasn't doing a real intro. I was just kind of giving this a uh, flavor. Oh, all right. Well, <clears throat> welcome to Who's Piloting This Podcast. I am James. I am Gretchen. Yes, that's both of us. Um, so I was I was thinking earlier that I'm going to create some sort of a, a thing to uh, introduce the beer segment. We need a little bit of a organization on this show, right? We need some some uh, some sound elements to introduce our different segments here. And one of the segments is the beer. Yes. We like the suds. <laughs> we, like, we like the what? Suds. Oh, the suds, yeah. We suds. do. The beer for tonight. Do you know anything about this beer? I know it's delicious. So um, tonight we are going to drink from Victory, Victory Brewing, Sour Monkey. It's real good. It's based off the triple, I think, right? There's, there's. Right. So they had a, like a belt. It wasn't a full on traditional triple. I think it's. Like a light, uh, they're taking liberties. It's called with Golden it. Monkey. Golden Monkey and big beer. Um, you know, typically sold in a four. Was it four pack or was it a six pack? I don't even remember. I don't either. But, but like in a nine percent high range. high octane, yeah. So this is Sour Monkey, which is a sour triple at nine and a half percent. It's super good, and if you're not a sour fan, which I think neither you or I really are sour fans, I would say there are some that we like, but it's a. Uh, it's good because it's got just a little bit of bite, a little bit of punchy sourness, but it's not like that fucking nasty bile-y. <laughs> like, <laughs> here we go. We're going for the pop. Oh, yeah. So we've got one bottle here. We didn't bring up glasses. We're just going to drink it out of this. So um, I do find that a lot of sours kind of hit me in the back of the throat with the acid, and it and it is not unlike the aftertaste if you vomit so yeah, for, very for good. me like a lot of the sours are kind of gross but this is actually delicious yeah it's really balanced it's uh it's nice yeah that's nice so victory sour monkey sour triple nine and a half percent and the label's kind of cool it's a purple monkey with a green tongue that's terrific <laughs> <laughs> i almost got you to spit take there <laughs> Here we go. You like it? Yeah. So tonight we're going to try. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? We have podcast business. I'm sorry. I need to get to that. Another segment we need to build. Take out your briefcase. Right. We need. 
another segment we need to build out is the, uh, the, the stinger for the podcast business segment. What? This is episode five. We've got four episodes under our belt. Listenership is slightly up. Mm-hmm. We're in the low 20s. Wow. Yeah. Really crushing it. So we are five episodes in, um, been crushing it on the social medias. Obviously we're trying really, really hard. Not really, but, uh, we do have this phone number. Um, we set up a phone number. You can call three, two, three net info and leave us a message. And I think it was on episode three that I realized that I had a message that I forgot to pull and episode four, we also didn't pull it. So episode five, I tried to get my crap in line. So, um, we did get a couple messages, uh, couldn't figure out where this listener was from, but, uh, they had this suggestion. Let's see here. Yeah, that was it. Wow. <laughs> Some good feedback. Yeah. So that might've been a robocall. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, we also got this message. I don't care about you going crazy. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Is that the whole message? Yeah. I mean, no, it's like 15 seconds, but that's the only part with an actual human. Wow. Yeah. And then this last message here, let's see. Who farted? And if that voice sounds familiar, that's because Gretchen didn't I prank called ourselves. You didn't believe that it was actually a phone number that we set up. So it's true. You can call and leave us a message. Now, so do it. So, so do it. Now to the business of the show we call show business. We have watched four shows now. All of these shows, the premiere shows, obviously made it to the air. But today we're talking about a show that didn't, right? So Heat, Vision, and Jack. This is a show that was produced, uh, had a lot of the right elements, I think. Didn't get picked up. So it's it got leaked. Uh, there's a bootleg online you can watch. We'll probably tweet all that out so you can watch with us or after us or whichever order you like. But Heat, Vision, and Jack. So Gretchen, first off, what initial thoughts? Um, I didn't, I did I didn't like it. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about the background of the show. So a uh, show written by Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub. Dan Harmon, probably better known these days for Community and Rick and Morty, which has really just gone through... Uh, the stratosphere in terms of popularity. But so the backstory here is that they got into a, a deal with ABC that they couldn't really get out of. And it was um, a blind deal, meaning that basically wasn't whatever they wrote, they could turn over. ABC would decide if they wanted to go with it or not. They wanted to get out of this deal um, for a variety of reasons. And they decided to write the dumbest show they could possibly write. Oh, so that's why they wrote this garbage because they wanted to get out of a contract. Yeah, so that's the backstory here. <laughs> okay, well, you could have fucking told me that before you made me watch this shit last weekend. So you didn't like it. That's putting it mildly. Okay, so so really, what happened was they were in this deal. They couldn't really get out of it. They um, basically talked to each other and said, "Hey, what if we wrote something so bad they would pass on it?" And then we could, you know, do something else with our lives to have, have more fun. So they started shooting this idea back and forth and it was just straight up dumb. And they had a blast writing it and they said, let's write the most fun thing we can possibly write, which became Heat, Vision and Jack. The backstory of that is ABC passed on it. They bought them out of their contract, but they uh, were also friends with Ben Stiller. 
they had all been working on the Ben Stiller show, which had was on Fox, got canceled. Um, after it was canceled, they won an Emmy. Uh, ben for that show for for the Ben Stiller <clears throat> show. Ben Stiller was uh, coming hot off of something about Mary, so he was the guy everybody in Hollywood wanted to talk to. And he read the script that they wrote as a joke and said, this is amazing. This is the funniest thing I've ever read and I want to make it. Wait, I'm really confused right now. So you just said they made this show to get out of a contract. So they deliberately made it terrible. But then that's the nuance that is probably important here. They didn't deliberately make it terrible. They deliberately had a lot of fun writing it. Oh, so they wrote just stupid stuff that would entertain themselves, stuff that they thought nobody would ever buy. This show was written basically uh, to try and get ABC to decline it. After ABC declined it, Ben Stiller thought it was awesome and hilarious. And I think Fox was probably still a little bit embarrassed by the fact that they canceled the Ben Stiller show. And then Ben Stiller became a huge deal and he won an Emmy. So he still had, you know, a little, little juice with the network and they ordered the pilot for Heat Vision and Jack. Unfortunately, Fox also passed after they produced the pilot, but the pilot itself was leaked online. You can watch it and we'll talk about that. So what's that? Nothing. What? You're going to have to get on the microphone. I said, or not. I'm joking or not. (laughs) The the podcast doesn't really work if they don't try and watch the show. No, I can't. (laughs) <laughs> Woo. This is going to be our worst episode so far. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty bad so far. All right, so the show starts out. <laughs> wow, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. So the show starts hey, out. Hey, that was a nod. Did you see that? Yeah. That's why I said it. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so, so the show starts out with Ben Stiller. Here we go. I've directed an incredible new action series called Heat Vision and Jack. In it, we follow the adventures of a super intelligent renegade astronaut and his talking motorcycle. So, yeah, that's actually basically the complete backstory of the show. So it starts out with Ben Stiller talking to the audience. He disses George Lucas a couple times. And and then we open in a nondescript diner. There's a short order cook. He's listening to a radio and tunes into some cosmic radiation. He's taken over by an alien presence who can shoot green lasers out of his eyes and reduce people into ash. And he says his name is Paragon. So one of the things that I think is um, hilarious about the show is they they do like kind of, they have these references to like a $6 million man and, and uh, a little bit of um, the Incredible Hulk, like the drifter kind of thing. Okay, we're going to edit this too. I'm doing my best, which is not my best. You're doing great. No, You're doing really well. This is terrible. You're doing good, babe. We're bad at this. Well, I don't know anything about this show, so I'm real bad. Do you remember watching it? Yes. Do you? We got pretty intoxicated last Saturday when we watched the show, so I remember it, but not great. Not, I remember it. I remember it was bad. So let's talk cast, right? So it's Jack Black, and a lot of people don't realize this is Jack Black before Jack Black was big Jack Black. He had done a bunch of bit parts and comedy roles here and there. He was not a huge thing. Also, so Jack Black stars as, uh, what is his name? Owen Wilson? No, he doesn't start as Owen Wilson. He stars (laughs) stars as Jack Austin. 
So he's an astronaut. Hang on, I could just play this. Jack Austin, astronaut. Exposed to inappropriate levels of solar energy. Sunlight makes him the world's smartest man. I know everything! E equals MC squared. Yep. I want that brain taken out. Heat Vision, the motorcycle with the mind of Jack's unemployed roommate. Together they run for their lives, blocked at every turn by adventure. So that's that's the premise of the show. And that happens really early. It's this uh, six million dollar man esque kind of opening sequence. So Jack Austin is played by Jack Black. He is um, palling around his sidekick, palling around with his sidekick, who is just a straight up motorcycle voiced by Owen Wilson. And the motorcycle's name is Heat Vision. He rolls into town and just randomly stumbles, stumbles into this diner where uh, this guy's been taken over by an alien. And here we are in the middle of the story. Uh, the alien says hilarious things like all monkey sluts shall be absorbed. I don't remember that line. Well, I, I didn't I didn't cut it out. So you can't listen to it. Um, he also had this really annoying echo effect on him to make him sound extra terrestrial. Tra- terrestrial. <laughs> extra terrestrial. <laughs> he sounded extra terrestrial. So uh, that that was actually it made the audio terrible. So Jack Black shows up in town. Uh, he walks into this diner. It's covered in ketchup. And it says uh, Paragon was here and a bunch of other crap. And he says, oh, man, this is crazy. And then immediately Christine Taylor shows up. Uh, she's the town sheriff and she sees this scene and she immediately arrests Jack Austin. I think you need to say who that is because I think a lot of people don't know her real name. So she's Ben Stiller's wife, which is shitty to say she's Ben Stiller's wife, but she played uh, <clears throat> Marsha Brady in the in the Brady movies. She also was in an episode of Seinfeld where she dated Jerry, and she was, I think, bald. Was she bald? No, she wasn't bald. She was just like <laughs> she was the bummer. Oh, well, that's no, right. That's not even accurate. It's a, it was like she was the one that. All of her friends were saying, oh, it's so good that you're dating her. Right. And he was like, what's wrong with her? And, and then his parents really <laughs> liked her. Yeah. No, she wasn't bald. I'm confusing the storylines. Anyway. So this is actually the movie they met on. Or not movie. It's a TV show. But they met on this TV show. Oh, okay. So this is this is it in advance of them becoming betrothed. Uh, betrothed? Did you really just use that word? No. God, take it back. <laughs> <sighs> so... Um, so they throw Jack in jail and they have some sequences back and forth. And I'm going to I'm going to butcher the storyline, but we'll do our best to get through it. After I got back to Earth, NASA had me under lock and key. When they found out what had happened to my brain, they decided to remove it. So this is where they set up the storyline that would have been probably throughout the entire series. So Jack Black is an astronaut. He flies too close to the sun. The sun gives him incredible intelligence so he has three times the intelligence of the smartest man on earth because he flew too close to the sun and because the human brain is like cookie dough this is from the show this isn't what this isn't my science here his best friend was his uh unemployed roommate named doug he was captured by nasa who's an evil organization and they wanted to remove his brain after he was in space and his brain became awesome so they wanted to remove his brain to study it, but he broke out, called it his roommate. His roommate drove by on a motorcycle to try and uh, bust him out of NASA jail. Ron Silver, the actor, uh, comes out with a special uh, experimental ray, shoots it at 
Doug, the roommate, on the motorcycle, they fuse together and become a motorcycle, a talking motorcycle. Doug was shot with an experimental ray. He merged with his bike. Doug died that day and Heat Vision was born. They never explained why he had to change his name to Heat Vision. So this is the other wrinkle. NASA is an evil organization. Ron Silver, the actor, works for NASA. And he's also Ron Silver, the actor. So it's very meta. Um, but he's hot on the trail of Jack and Heat Vision, chasing mm. them down. At this point, uh, Christine Taylor's character gets called away to a motel where there's some malfeasance of some sort, and then she has to leave. Did you just use another word that no one's ever heard of? No. Okay. And so at that point, Jack then, he's waiting for the sun to rise because, oh, I forgot about this layer. His um, incredible mental capacity is powered by the sun. So at night, he's kind of average. And then when the sun comes out and he absorbs some sun rays, three times the smartest man on earth. Are you remembering any of this? Not really. I think I blocked a lot of it out. <laughs> so um, Ron Silver at the hotel just randomly shows up and they have this exchange here. I'm Ron Silver. I just ran a time cop. You are the bad guy in time, cop. Yeah, well, acting is one of my more enjoyable diversions. This is where uh, Ron Silver is set up as a bad guy. Jack decides, uh, uh, sorry, not decides. Once the sun comes out, Jack is smart enough to realize that he can use a dog whistle to communicate with the jailhouse um, German Shepherd. I guess it's a German Shepherd. Talks the German Shepherd into bringing him the key, gets out of jail, hooks back up with heat vision. They go on the lam. Uh, they end up at a gas station where Paragon, the evil alien, is. And uh, at the gas station, we discover uh, this is where Paragon is trying to use his green eyes, his ray on Jack. And Jack is twisting and, and flailing in the way that uh, I guess a very. Um, what's the guy from Star Trek? There's a lot of guys in Star Trek. Spock? No, the Kirk guy. Who's that actor? What's his name? Oh, Chris Pines. No, the other one. The original one? Yeah. I don't actually remember his name. I can see his face. He did the price line. Oh, that's it. Bill Shatner. So he he's like twisting and... and William, you don't know him. <laughs> you don't know that. Okay. So he's uh, Bill Shatner. He's he's doing the Bill Shatner dance. He's twisting and uh, uh, heat vision as... A, uh, he's still a motorcycle, obviously. He charges Paragon and knocks him down so that Jack is, is temporarily saved Paragon turns around and then shoves Heat Vision over. So Heat Vision, one of his two major challenges is, number one, he can't use doorknobs. And number two, if somebody just pushes him over, it's he's done. So Paragon flees. Jack has to pick Heat Vision back up. Um, the sheriff ends up uh, showing up, and then they all go to the sheriff's grandmother's house. I... Here's a weird thing. The grandmother's house is full of musical instruments and like amps and stuff and gold records. I couldn't figure that one out. So they hole up there. Jack and the sheriff sheriff hook up, and then later they uh, invent a boombox machine to trap the evil alien inside of the boombox, and it's made of like a steamer basket and a boombox and a ladle and some other shit. Paragon, the evil alien, is going to a strip club to, I guess, melt strippers or something like that. I'm not sure. But uh, also when they're at the grandmother's house, they've got this exchange. Well, 
You learn to accept things when you're on the run. If fate makes you a motorcycle, you become a motorcycle. So they, the finale scene is they all go to the strip club to have the final fight. There is a whole thing with the boombox. The boombox gets smashed over Joel, uh, not Joel Silver, uh, Ron Silver's head. Uh, that destroys the implement that they were going to defeat Paragon with. The DJ at the club is Ben Stiller. And the only thing that I thought was super hilarious is as they're fighting each other and like people are running and screaming, uh, he keeps putting on new records and spinning new records. So he's, he's keeping the beat going. Um, also Paragon says this. Hey, that guy disintegrated Jasmine. All monkey traps dance on Paragon's lap. What? Monkey traps. Okay. All what are monkey tramps? I guess human strippers. So since the boombox was destroyed, uh, Jack is thrown into a stripper pole. This is after he rips someone's bra off and co- he covers his eyes with it so that he can't be affected by the green rays. He uh, The stripper pole falls into a PA speaker, which then closes a circuit so that when Paragon touches the stripper pole, they press record on a cassette and he's sucked into the system and trapped on a cassette. For all of eternity. For all of eternity. Uh, Jack and the sheriff have a wistful goodbye. Uh, they move on and, and ride away. And you can you can see like the motif here is that uh, Heat Vision has a little thing at every at the end of every episode where he has a little... Every episode? I think it was just the one, wasn't it? True, but you can see what they were thinking, right? So they, <laughs> at the end of every episode, he has a little thing where he explains a little bit about philosophy where his... His uh, friend Jack is so smart, but he's got this aw shucks kind of look at the world and they keep rolling. So that's the show. Yeah. I think I'm already going to know what you're thinking about it. Well, I already said I hated it. Could you see an audience for the show? Not really. None? None audience. Would you be the audience? Well, so I've got opinions, right? So I think, unfortunately, the comedy is super dated right now. I think it's not as funny as it would have been in I have no idea when it was. You said ninety seven. Did I make that up? I might no, have you made looked that up. it up the other night. Ninety seven. Wait, no, I'm confusing this with Copland. Yeah, Copland was nineteen ninety seven. I have Never no mind. idea when this was. I think was. it was ninety two. I think this was ninety two. Ninety two seemed well, it could be. I I'm have not. no idea. Whenever something about that could be right. Something about Mary is like a nine I think it's really unfortunate because I think this show could have been really great on the air. So Ben Stiller ended up being a huge star after this. Jack Black was a pretty big star after this. Owen Wilson, big star. A lot of uh, a lot of quality that was captured into one show at one time before they got big. So they kind of had lightning in a bottle and then let it go. They sailed out to sea. <laughs> Is that even an expression? I really don't have a lot to say. Well, are you trying to only be positive and, and that's why you're not? No, I just, I don't, this was not. So I think I would have ordered the show. I would have ordered a series. Okay. If it were me and I was the studio studio executive and somebody brought this to me, I would have said, yeah, let's try it out. And, and I think in the Netflix era, this is like an easy sell. Well, maybe it would have done well now, but I mean, what, 20 years ago? On the flip side... I think the comedy's kind of pre Y two K. I think it was too much for people. I think the comedy's a little hacky. Um, it's it's hacky, and the special effects suck. And Owen Wilson's voice is annoying. Yeah, it was terrible. The whole thing was fucking terrible. 
I was trying to be nice. Well, you don't have to be nice to me. No, I mean, I was trying to be nice to them also, but well, I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> and let's look at that, right? So Dan Harmon has gone on. He he went from here to do a bunch of stuff, did community. Community, got fired from it, got hired back, um, ended up doing Rick and Morty, which he was doing kind of on a hiatus from community. And that turned into, wow, that guy doesn't ever have to work again. Rob Schraub, he's a... Journey- that is a terrible name, by the way. Rob Schraub, <laughs> Ham Splam. <laughs> uh, the two of them invented Channel 101 with other people. I'm not saying they exclusively, but Channel 101 was a like a almost like a pre-YouTube online short comedy festival kind of thing, which Gretchen knows. I do. Yes, because that's where the entire Yacht Rock series comes from. Oh, I didn't know that was from that. So this property is still alive. Uh, they So Fox passed on this. They were developing a movie. One of the Zucker brothers. Do you know who the Zucker brothers are? Um, I think so, but I don't know. So Zucker, Abrams, Zucker is the team that did Airplane, Police Squad, uh-uh. Naked Gun, the slapstick comedy, which in my mind is actually a, a very close alignment with the with where I think the direction they were going with this show personally. Which I'm surprised why I didn't like it then because I really like slapstick. So it was sold to one of the Zuckers and Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub walked away from the project because they didn't like the direction it was going in. Uh, that those rights expired. They're back with, with Dan and Rob Schraub. The last that I could tell is that they were trying to develop an animated series. Overall, you hated it. Yeah. Wasn't really a fan. Who fought it? <laughs> it's your option to buy or pass on this show. Hard pass. And again, I would buy it. Um, All right. So sponsorships, Um, everybody. Thank you again for listening to us. Uh, Tonight's episode is brought to you by. Oh, dear Lord. Um, Your husband's sweatpants, because we know you're not doing yoga. So give it up with the Ashley. All right. You got it. No. Got it. No. No, Fuck. Fuck. This is for money. Because we know you're not doing yoga, so give it up with the athleisure wear. Why did you make that one word? Why are our sponsors so dumb? I'll I'll talk to them. I'm going to start over. Okay, start over. Your husband's sweatpants. hang on. Today's episode of Who's Piloting This Podcast is brought to you by... Your husband's sweatpants. Because we know you're not doing yoga, so give it up with the ash... Fuck. Give it up with the athleisure wear leggings. No, you need the comfort that only sweatpants can give you. The relaxed thigh, the dumpy drop crotch seat, that shitty texture from multiple washes that will remind your tender skin of cheap athletic socks, exclusively in plain dark fabrics to hide the nacho cheese you're spilling all over yourself while avoiding that Zoom happy hour with your coworkers. Sweatpants. Pick up a pair from your dirty clothing hamper today because we know you're not washing anything during COVID. Thank you. Thank you to sweatpants. All right. So what did we learn? I just want to. You want to what? Go have a cocktail. (laughs) 
That's what I learned. That's that's where we are. This was not my this was not my episode. This was all you, boo. Here's what I learned. Certain comedy is surprisingly dated, right? So I really, really wanted this to be absolutely hilarious because I won't make a secret about it. I'm 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 a fan of the people that made this stuff. It's just okay. It's kind of funny, kind of. I think at the time that this was produced, it would have been amazing. But if I can compare this with like, eh, I don't know, an absurdist, similar absurdist comedy, like an Arrested Development or a 30 Rock or something, doesn't hold a candle to it, I don't think. What are your thoughts? Closing thoughts? Um, I'm glad that this is done. All right. Uh, what should we watch next, Gretchen? I don't know. I don't have any ideas right now, but I'll come up with some, I think. Here's a, a very, very quick rant we probably won't use, but in the landscape of streaming uh, television, we pay between our our family here. We, we subscribe to, I think, seven different paid services. Seven? Seven. No way. Yeah. On none of them can we watch ABC's we can't watch any of the network television. What they is it called? Whole, whole, Holy moly. Holy moly. We can't watch Holy moly, which is something Gretchen suggested watching. That's not what I would want for the podcast. Oh, I thought you wanted... No. 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 Oh, you just wanted to watch that. No, I just wanted to watch it. Erase this. <laughs> no. Now it's in. Now it's staying. <laughs> I just wanted to watch that because it looked dumb and fun. Well, I think we did it. Hey. Wait, what and what? All right, we're done here. Let's wrap it up. You didn't ask what we did. What? Fucking, we finished the podcast. We did the worst episode. Oh, maybe. So far. Yeah, it might be bad. Folks, thanks for enduring our podcast once again. As far as we can tell, Heat Vision and Jack was produced by Red Hour Productions, in association with Greenblatt, Janelari Studio. All copyrights to the property of somebody, but we have no real idea who, so you can watch it bootleg on the YouTubes. If you like this podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service and leave us a review. Check out our website at whospilotingthispodcast.com. And if you want to tell us what to watch next, call us and leave us a message at 323 NetInfo. Hope you'll join us next week.